In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Hello and welcome to the Church of England's weekly online service. Today, on this first Sunday of Lent, I'm the Reverend Natalie Lovelace. And I'm the Reverend Laura Darrell. Today we are at the Church of St Peter and St Paul in Rustington, a village situated between the sea and the South Downs in the Diocese of Chichester. During this service we will hear the story of Jesus after his baptism, journeying into the desert to begin 40 days of fasting, prayer and temptation. We begin our worship with a poem written by Laura which explores these themes. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. He stands on the pinnacle of the world, beads of baptismal waters drying on the inside of his wrists, the twists of temptation wrapping round his feet like the cords that would carry him to Calvary. He's hungry. The stones he's asked to turn to bread embed themselves into his palms like nails. The promises of power and politics ricochet around his head like a crown and shatter. He's tired. 40 days and 40 nights, he's wired into the wilderness, perspiring for our willfulness. He turns and faces everything we can't, and with a breath as gentle as the soaring of a dove, he says, I am your son. I am beloved. Lead me on. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O oh my, my God, God, in you I trust. You are the God of my salvation. To you, O Lord. In you I hope all the day long. Oh my God, in you I trust. Remember, Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, in you I trust.
Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Following his baptism, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted as we are, and yet without sin. Let us confess those times when we have been unable to resist temptation. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, your Son battled with the powers of darkness and grew closer to you in the desert. Help us to use these days to grow in wisdom and prayer, that we may be witnesses to your saving love. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. At that time, 
Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good, good news of God. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.
Have you ever noticed that immediately after a good time, you come down with a bump? You've had a really good holiday, you travel home feeling relaxed and happy, and as soon as you open the door, there's a pile of bills on the mat, your email inbox is full, and no one has miraculously dealt with any of the unfinished jobs you left in the house before you set out. It's back to normal, and tomorrow you'll have the pleasure of your boss, your teacher, or that difficult neighbor to look forward to. The fact of life is that highs are often followed by lows. And it's also true of our spiritual lives. If you've just finished a course you found helpful, you've prepared for weeks for a baptism or confirmation, you've been on a Christian camp or conference, and God has really spoken to you. After those, it's the times when we can often feel tempted to be a bit down in normal life. Church can seem dull, worship online doesn't quite hit the mark, and it takes away your desire to pray. Well, perhaps this happened to Jesus too. We're told in Matthew's version of today's story that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. Jesus is returning from his baptism, that extraordinary day when the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him. And he heard the father's voice, you are my beloved son. He felt the spirit taking hold of him and filling him with new power to be God's Messiah. It was a wonderful, inspiring moment. It may have been the first time that Jesus fully realized that he was the son of God. But what happens next? He's driven into the desert for 40 days of fasting, prayer and temptation. Jesus really was tempted. We get this story wrong if we think it was easy for Jesus to decide what he did decide. I mean, it sounds as though the devil turns up, sits opposite Jesus, and they take it in turns to have a conversation, turn these stones into bread, or a chance to be famous, or power over the whole world. And each time Jesus somehow calmly produces a statement to knock the devil flat. But temptation doesn't work like that. I think it's more likely that Jesus was wrestling with an inflaming of his imagination, his deepest longings. Because if Jesus hadn't really wanted to do those things, then we wouldn't be able to say he was tempted. It was a real struggle, a battle to discern God's way and hold onto it. Jesus, hungry, is invited to turn stones into bread. But Jesus knows our real hunger is not satisfied in our lives by being consumers of material things alone. We need the word of God. Jesus, relatively unknown, is given an opportunity to become instantly famous by throwing himself off the temple and being rescued by angels. But he's not a celebrity for us to be obsessed by, pretending everything's shiny and rosy. He walks alongside us his disciples in all the challenges of life. Jesus, newly baptized and discerning his mission, is offered the whole world. But he's not a political savior dictating what people should and shouldn't do. He humbles himself and shows us how to serve rather than take power and control. 
During Lent, we create a little bit of artificial temptation. We fast and we pray and we give, and that helps us focus on Jesus. But the real wilderness times come when we're not looking for them. The times, perhaps after something joyful, when everything seems flat and dull. There seems no point in praying. Church is a bit tedious, perhaps. Rituals seem empty. The Bible seems a very long book, rather less readable than most. Are those the times when God is absent? No. Those are the very times when we must resist temptation to become disaffected, listening out for God's true voice to move us forward. Jesus isn't a saviour for consumers. He isn't a shiny celebrity. And he isn't a political saviour. He is the Jesus who is tempted in every way as we are, and yet without sin. So this Lent, let's live by his word, accepting his offer to walk alongside us, and by humbling ourselves and serving others, we will know he is always with us, however we feel. So let's take a moment in his presence. Jesus, who went before us and was tempted like we are, and let us call to mind any time when we might have struggled, perhaps especially after a time of celebration, when a period of wilderness and battle seemingly arose out of nowhere and pulled the rug from under us. Perhaps you are in that space now. If so, know that Jesus walks alongside you, is ministering to you and will not leave your side. Our next hymn is The Lord's My Shepherd. Let its words be an encouragement to you that at every change and turn of life, he is our comfort and our guide.
Lord of Lent, during this season, we ask again what you require of us, and we get the same answer, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. May that call ring true the life of your church. Lord of Lent, in the wilderness, you went with our securities and resisted temptation. Give the nation's courage to focus on what is right and on those who are most in need. Lord of Lent, in this springtime, we see signs of hope and new life. We pray for the renewal of your creation. May we be good stewards of all that you have blessed us with. Lord of Lent, we pray for all those who are unwell in body, mind or spirit. For any who are tempted to despair or feeling down or grieving at this time. May they know that you have walked the way of the cross and trust in the hope that the light of Easter will come. Amen. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from you. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. If you would like to and are able, would you please stand for the peace? God has called us to live in peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Christ, give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.
welcome to week one of the Watch and Pray Lenten campaign. I am Reverend Dr. Carlton Turner, and I will be leading us and, and introducing us to the themes of each week. This week's theme is unity, and we're going to draw on black spiritual traditions, but also the deep treasures of our Christian faith across history and time. I also refer you to the awesome work of Dr. Selena Stone, Tarry a while, which is a longer bit of reflection that will be sure to add to your Lenten journey. Unity is central to the Christian faith. Unity is also central to who God is in God's self. Everything moves towards unity. Unity and oneness is also a big theme for black spiritual traditions. But unfortunately and historically, we live in a world that seeks to divide, a world that is very dualistic. But the, the original plan, the perennial plan, is that all things unfold as they come together. And that's not just a communal thing. That's a deeply personal thing. And I invite you to think about unity, the unity of the church, the unity of the world, and the unity of ourselves.